Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. Some years ago, my brother and I were having conversations with our dad, and we somehow got on topic of things that we could remember uh, where we felt where we felt unfairly disciplined. Uh-huh. And it was interesting because the one that the ones that we felt were memorable were things that my dad couldn't remember at all. And the mm-hmm. one that he felt bad about were things that we couldn't remember at all. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me wonder about bringing up things that our wives may not even think about and failing mm-hmm. to address ones that they do remember. Oh, you will not bring up the ones they do remember at first. But here's how this pattern works. Now, I have guys that go, I don't want to bring up things she doesn't remember because I don't want to traumatize her with the things she doesn't remember. Think about it this way, guys. If you've been on an airplane that has a defect in it that crashes and you don't know what it is as a passenger, but the engineers and the pilot find something that you didn't see how does that make you feel if the engineers and the pilot find something wrong that you didn't see that would be good that would be good so if you see something your wife didn't see what do you think her response is that going to be now don't go based off what you think it's going to be because satan will influence that based on this example what's her response going to be he probably Okay, he's trying, he's finding things that he needs to do, and it should get better, even though I didn't know about that. Think about it from the airplane analogy, guys. What does that do to your confidence in the intelligence of the airplane engineer and the pilots if they find something you couldn't find or you don't re- didn't see? Do you see how that builds confidence in them? Oh, wow, these guys are pretty smart. They can see stuff I can't see. Gentlemen, don't let Satan convince you that you're going to make things worse by bringing up something she didn't remember. You're going to make it better because now she can trust that you see things she can't see. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so please don't hesitate to bring those up if you bring a well-prepared DPAR or a decently prepared, even if it's not great, at least bring something. Now, how come wives bring up stuff that we don't remember? I want to introduce you to the dog whistle concept, right? And this is one of the most dangerous things I see men do, which leads to what they call gaslighting. 
right? If you're sitting next to a dog who all of a sudden has the ability to talk and someone blows a dog whistle and the dog says, I just heard a whistle. How about you? And you say, I did not hear a whistle. Therefore, there was not a whistle. The dog says, I heard a whistle. And you say, there was no whistle. If I can't hear it, then it doesn't exist. That's called gaslighting, guys, because it makes the dog question its sanity. Wait, so does that mean I heard a whistle or I didn't? If I didn't hear it, then you didn't hear it. Is it possible for dogs to hear something that humans cannot hear? Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it right. I hate the term gaslighting because it doesn't always make it right. In fact, it rarely does in my case. And I've got, I've thought about this over and over and over and over. And I'm not even sure what to do with it. I just started to accept that I guess everything that comes out of her mouth is the truth. And I might as well just. All right. Oh, so let's talk about that. Pray for a second. Let's 12, talk about that. 27 and be done. Let's with talk it. about it for a second. All right. Let's hang on for a second. Thank you for your candid response. Now, let us remember that all these technical terminologies are not necessarily something our wives know what they mean exactly either. But here's what tends to happen. Okay. I don't know if you've ever had a dog that you have to try to figure out what they mean when they're howling. Like, what do you mean when you're howling? What does that mean? Does that mean you're hungry? Like babies. All y'all have had babies. Do you remember the first phase when you don't know what the crying means? Does that mean you have a messy diaper? Does that mean you're hungry? Does that mean you're scared? Does that mean you're sad? I don't know what your crying means. Guys, when women discover some terms, they will use them like a baby cries. They say, that's gaslighting because I'm feeling pain, even though I don't know what gaslighting means. All I know is whatever's happening right now scares me or hurts me. Now, you come from a technical background where terminology is highly relevant. When I'm listening to women use terminology, all I hear is they're crying, and I got to figure out what they're crying about, even though I don't know if they're using their own terminology correctly. So, guys, don't assume that her terminology is exactly accurate. But if she says, you're gaslighting me, run it through a Urim and Thummim, And try to figure out what she means by that other than the term. Because I can tell you one thing. She's either scared or she's hurt. All right? So try to retranslate it into finding out why she's scared or why she's hurt. And why would a woman be scared? Why would someone be scared to get on an airplane when they've been in one that's crashed multiple times? What if you know the airplane is perfectly built It's going to handle anything that happens, and they say, I'm scared. Okay? Is it logical that they are scared even though the airplane is perfect? Yes, because they've been on so many crashed airplanes before. So there doesn't have to be a reason today for them to be scared because it can be based on a memory of what they've been through before. I've got an example. (laughs) And this happened ahead, yesterday, yesterday at the airport. Um, I'm okay. sitting in a chair. I am have my phone. Let's review that one. Let's take that one as an example. Let's pretend she didn't say any words, but she just cried. And yeah. we, as a parent, have to interpret why she cried. So if you were to translate her behavior into masculine English so it makes sense, 
Why is she having feelings? I acknowledge that's how things are for you now. So I'm going to go ahead and validate that's where things oh, are. They're, and they're, they have they're a lot better now. And they, okay, okay. But now, for those who are new, I'm glad we have an invigorating conversation today. So, so we don't want anyone to be bored today. So I'm glad we got some sparks going. Okay. Now I'm going to do the I have a dream statement. Brethren, in a celestial marriage... When both people are adequately healed, the wife has the energy, the fortitude, and the endurance to take your perspective as seriously as she is hoping you can take her side. So I'm going to walk through the situation. If this was handled celestially, like top-notch, okay, she would observe, she would have her impulsive animal behavior, emotional response of, what the crud? You just ate my cookies when I told you to just hold them for me. And she goes, whoa, I am having an animal level experience here. So right before it comes out of my mouth, I'm going to put my hands up and go, hold on a second. I'm having a feeling. Okay. All right. Now, because she's coming with some aggression before she catches herself, is looking at her and she sees this woman coming toward him with a an element of aggression. Therefore, he's triggered and he goes, I'm having an emotional response to you coming at me and I'm about to defend myself. But he goes, whoa, I feel myself becoming defensive, but I'm going to stop myself. So we have a woman over here going, whoa, I'm catching myself about to have an animal behavior. We have man over here. Whoa, I catch myself having an animal behavior. We instantly go into a season four in that moment. She goes, I have an identity I would like to live up to in this moment. Now, this is happening a thousand miles per hour, but we're slowing it down for the cameras. Okay. She says, I am a woman who is not easily disappointed. I am a woman who is psychologically and emotionally resilient. I am a woman who is elegant and intelligent when she interacts in difficult moments over here going i am never defensive i am pliable i am flexible i can handle difficult moments i am not going to feel attacked i'm going to be prepared to be psychologically present for my wife she's over here she's all okay i gotta find a way to and then she finds these glorious words oh my goodness my sweet husband you must have been psychologically involved in getting personal revelation that so encompassed your heart and mind that you needed the sustenance of my cookies to empower you to receive revelation. Okay. And over here going, I totally knew that you were going to be understanding because you are always the woman who enters situations with a clear and sharp mind and you edify all humans that you enter their presence. And she says, I admire you for such a positive thought. And he says, I admire you for such a positive thought. And they have to make out for the next 20 minutes and they miss their airplane. <laughs> Does anyone not like my story? It's what do you think? <laughs> this is called the marital mission statement. I have a dream of how I really want things to work out in a moment like that. You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. 
This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40 lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be, please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.